You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. Putin's a killer. We want to reset our relationship. This is not fantasy land, this is reality. I mean, that's just not common sense. This is the Brian Suits Show. This is part of AM 770 KTTH. Uh, Brian Suits here, and uh, a gigantic 5 p.m. West Coast national look over here will be kicking off, and uh, this is to distract everyone from what you're paying uh, this morning later on for gas and groceries and uh, the whole thing. That's what some say. <clears throat> uh, some also say that any coach or player for the NFL can say whatever they want. So we, we found out that ain't true. Uh, also, know it all coming up. Uh, and a uh, local roundup, in, including a nonsensical King County permanent gun buyback pro- pro- program. It's just... Anyway, um, don't don't get me started or I'll just I'll steal this cheesecake. You see someone actually walking away with a cheesecake there after the cheesecake factory was looted. Unclear where they may have gotten that. But well, let's see if you can get a cheesecake uh, with your right way traffic back in a second. Hey, I'm 770 KTTH. Brian Suits here. Would you vaccinate your kids against something that is not killing kids? Uh, this is this is something that really needs, I, I think, a little more level-headed discussion because the federal government is uh, dismayed. They're dismayed by the lack of interest in approval for the COVID vaccine for kids under five. Even though kids under five are statistically immune, but um, you, you understand the reason we're not talking about a smallpox outbreak in you know Burien today is because that. The last person died of smallpox was 1978. It was officially uh, eradicated by 1972 because of vac- worldwide vaccination. And why Why was that? Because it killed people and especially kids. It was highly lethal, highly virulent. Um, and, and so people were dropping dead in Yugoslavia. What, the last great outbreak was Yugoslavia in 1971 or whatever. Now that was a dictator who knew how to use his powers. Um, and so... They're about to launch uh, a marketing campaign, a propaganda campaign for you to vaccinate your kids under five. And there's going to be earnest, honest looking couples looking at the camera saying, I just want them protected. And, and, you know, from what people used to die of polio, speaking of FDR, and it was very common. And that's why Jonas Salk is a household name because when the polio vaccine was announced, you know, I talked to your parents, you know, my mom and dad used to talk. My mom had a friend who was in an iron lung and my dad knew people who died of polio. Talk to Mitch McConnell. Didn't he have polio did as he? a kid? Yeah, yeah, I think he did. It's why, why he still walks Tippy a little turtle. off. Yeah. Um, uh, for real. He had so, uh, this is, for reals <laughs> with an S on the end. Here's here for real, McGilla. This is how ignorant I am. You, you mean you got polio and you lived? <laughs> yeah, that's why he's so uh, pro vaccine with the COVID vaccine because um, of his experience with polio. Th- that's yeah. the vast difference, and I'm we're going to be condescended to patronize. Some would say some some pronounce it patronizing, uh, but we're going to be patronized, and and more importantly, we're going to be paying for it. And they're they're shunting money 
to Pfizer because Pfizer is running this one really stupid campaign about all the different musics you like, whether you like country or electronic or rap. And, and then it says, no matter what you like, would you consider getting vaccinated? It's, just, it's like one of the dumbest wastes of my money I've ever heard. It's not like Pfizer, you know, swept, swept up some found money and said, oh, let's convince people. It, it's, it's all coming from uh, HHS and Javier Baccaria. And uh, and so we're, we're going to be browbeaten into, you know, you're just not a good parent if you don't vaccinate your children who are statistically currently immune. You know, and, and it's just it's just annoying because I read the story today. It's coming. The money has been budgeted and they're they're going to be shocked when the majority of American parents just don't feel like vaccinating their kids under the age of five. You know, I I, I don't know. Where was the mass grave for all the children in, in Seattle in, in 2021? I wasn't here. Uh, Producer Greg, was it down by SeaTac? So the wind blew the the odor out to sea. If it was, I'm I missed. That oh, story. were there signs? Uh, I, it's it's just a bit annoying, as you can tell by my tone of voice. But King County's gonna have the money. Washington uh, Public Health is gonna have the money, and you know that Governor Concerny Mick Panicky Pants is is gonna he's gonna continue invoking the ongoing emergency order. Uh, and and the whole thing. And I'm just not sure what I'm missing the, here because I I'm not a COVID truther, so to speak, but I am obese. Technically, my BMI indicates as much. So I I did rush out to get the vaccine and a booster, but I am in no rush whatsoever to get my kids vaccinated because I pride myself on being able to read data. I, I really uh. don't understand. The people who are like, I'm not letting my kids see the light of day unless they get the jabs. I just, I do not get it. I- you know, in, in, in America, like in 1948, there was a smallpox outbreak in New York City. And people were dying. Uh, kids were dying, you know, left and right. And, and, and so, because smallpox used to be far more common, mm-hmm. though it had no reason to be, because that was one of the first inoculations that, that mankind uh, discovered. Um, but people lined up for a booster on smallpox, even though they probably didn't need it because it's evidently uh, lifelong uh, immunity or immunosuppression of, of a smallpox infection. But but that's how they beat it, because they had living knowledge of a actual deadly virulent disease. And, and so we're talking about the people under five people statistically half of a single digit or below lethality. Um, and yes, if your kid... And it was born anemic, uh, whatever. Right. And then great. Don't don't get trampled in the rush. But for people with healthy kids under five, don't browbeat us and buy billboards on the sides of buses like they're going to do that. I'm not a good parent because my four year old is not going to be vaccinated with with a brand new vaccine. It's it's way, way, way different. It's way different. And But they're and that's the thing. They keep saying. Well, you know, you had no problem getting your MMR and all that. Of course, at the age of whatever it was, eight months, my my daughter got her MMR and the typhus and everything. Because people used to die of that in their in their single digits, in in, in their youth. That those most every uh of the current vaccinations are a response to childhood pandemics that killed our children. 
And I mean, one one big reason that we don't have nine kids anymore is because more of our kids are living. I mean, that's lost in context in 2022. People used to have lots of kids because lots of kids died in their youth. And we said, this is my, my dad. My dad had eight younger siblings. Yeah. You know, and uh, right at the edge of curing a bunch of uh, or having vaccinations for a bunch of diseases. That was really common because we used to lose a couple. You know, that was very common. And, uh, you know, I mean, this is not, you know, Brian's creepy hobby, but that's one of the reasons if you go in an old timey cemetery. That's and you can do math. That's one of the reasons you see uh, two-year-old, three-year-old, four-year-olds next to, you know, their their preceded in death uh, by their parents die years later. Um, but it'll it'll say that. And and it's a it is a stark reminder. You know what it is? It's a grim milestone, Greg. Yeah, that's what it is. It's literally a grim milestone. And when talking about a pandemic, one should be careful in talking about anecdotes. But anecdotes can serve to put a human face to data. I I think two out of three of my kids got COVID at some point in the last two years. And their experience is indicative of what I found with other parents uh, in my friend circle whose kids have had COVID. It has been more mild than countless colds that they've had in the past. Yeah. And, and, And just go on what you hear with your own ears. They've gone, oh, yeah, that kid whoop popped positive. But guess what? They had the sniffles for like two days. So it's going to be a hard sell to be like, all those people need to go out and form a line over here to make sure you get a shot for something that is way more mild than colds they've had in the past. Uh, yeah. And and because my daughter and I were early adopters, because we're, we're always ahead of all the cool, cool things. So February of 2020, we had it. I was on my ass for five days. She was on her ass for six days. Mm-hmm. We're over it. And ever since then, I've had... Little sniffles, and I don't even bother testing. Um, if if I was a parent, me, anecdotally, just me, I'm not a doctor, but I can read stuff and junk. I, I would just say, <laughs> what issue am I dealing? When my kid's twelve, I'll consider it maybe, and then and then and then you know they browbeat you about the HPV vaccine, and they're shocked that parents are 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 a little hesitant to to vaccinate their kids against herpes at the age of 12. And, <laughs> and I don't want to impugn anybody's motives, but I have a sneaking suspicion that those who are constantly testing themselves for COVID when they have the sniffles are really just kind of hoping for an excuse to get that seven days off of isolation at <laughs> home. Like, I'm not feeling, oh, man, I can really use a break right now. You got, Pass the swab. But, I mean, like I say, if I wasn't paying for it, I would be less uh, uh, bemused. But it, it is our tax dollars now. The next propaganda campaign is to vaccinate kids that are statistically immune to this. And uh, me not get. Me no get. Uh, back in a second with... Uh, know it all and um, coming up uh, a whole bunch of uh, a, a, a trove of locality when we come back uh, here at the bottom of the hour but when we come back here in a second it is uh, know it all am 770 ktth uh, let's get you to work with the right way traffic I want it all and I want it now know it all first thing am 770 ktth it's a practice Friday and your chance to win your practice Friday um, uh, under underneath the cloud of an atmospheric river. This one, by the way, look outside, uh, producer Greg. This one looks like sixteen or seventeen Mississippi rivers. 
you can just tell with the naked eye yeah. that that's the case. And, then, and you know what? Local reference upcoming. I'd throw in a couple Dungeness as well. This looks like 16 Mississippis and two or three Dungeness. I'll take your word for it. That's what it looks like to me. Um, uh, and uh, coming up here to the uh, bottom of the hour, finally you can get old. You can rip roaring drunk and high, and you can throw tomahawks in a private business that uh, is uh, set up for that. Thank you, Liquor and Cannabis Board. Uh, well, thing one, yeah, the House did pass. One of those things where Nancy Pelosi knows full well the Senate's not going to pass this, but it doesn't stop her from uh, it, 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 it'll, it's another fundraiser, 223 to 204. Um, I think they're actually calling it the give us money to defeat the evil Republicans, which are basically Hitler uh, act of 2022. Uh, lawmakers backed aggressive action, including raising the minimum age to buy most semi-automatic, uh, sem- semi-automatic rifles or, or fully operational machine guns, according to a bunch of Democrats from 18 to 21. I think that's the most likely to survive any when 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 the senate negotiates with the house just changing the age and adding those four years which is a big uh, four years but but i don't understand why this is doomed to fail in the senate because there's lots of things being talked about on the national level about what to do here and the house seemed to take a tactic here of going a la carte with what they wanted to pass and the first thing they did was raise the age to 21 yeah and it seems like as conservatives, we like this a la carte approach. We hate you know, pork. We hate, you know, adding well, a bunch of stuff to yeah, bills. When, when 90% of the bill is someone else's, you know, crap about wind pumps, whatever those are. <laughs> yeah. And then, but the name of the bill is the Protect Kittens from Wiley Coyote Act of 2022. You're right. against kittens, is, you know, is what it is. One of the things in the House bill um, is they're saying, Every gun in America has to have a serial number. And even though that that's obscured, it might be news to many of you. The ATF has for years said, if you want to personally make a sporting firearm for, for personal use, make it. You don't have to call West Virginia and ask permission. You know, if you call them and say, I just made a sporting rifle, they'll say, great story and hang up. Well, they're, they're saying, oh, no, no, no. If it fires a bullet, especially especially one of those uh, specific uh, flesh-seeking uh, evil Air 15 bullets, because uh, nothing else shoots that, that, that particular bullet, nothing at all, um, then it has to have a serial number. And then, then I, I ask for the granular minutiae. And I'm like, okay, what? Every piece, the, the striker pin, the barrel, the, the, the slide, the, you know, what, where's the serial number? So in other words, I can't disassemble it. But don't... Don't believe me. We have some audio from some noted gun scholars like uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Between 2009 and 2018, how many school shootings did the United States have? 288. 288. Now let's look globally. Our G7 partners, Canada, France, Germany, Italy, Japan, and the United Kingdom, combined, how many did those countries, how many school shootings did those countries have? Five. Five. times more. In 10, almost 10. And that's sort of the level there. Well, the reason I grabbed that clip, Brian, is because that's actually a very misleading statistic. Oh, it's, uh, yeah, don't even start me. The, the t- 288 school shootings, you know what's designated as a school shooting? When you hear that catchphrase, everyone thinks of Uvalde, Texas. So shootings like that. We think, what? We've had 288 instances where someone goes into a school with a semi automatic rifle and starts killing kids? No. In fact, absolutely not. 
things that qualify as a school shooting are things like there was an apartment building adjacent to a school, yep. and there was a shooting, and one of the stray and bullets down. Uh, hit the gate outside the playground at midnight, and, and, and they and, count that as a school shooting. And it's because, it, and this is oddly enough, I'm one of those people that think that words make a difference. It's because there's mass shooting. There's the FBI definition of mass shooting. There's anti-gun people's uh, definition of mass shooting, which is three, including the shooter. The FBI's is four, not including the shooter. Um, you know, and, and and all that school shooting is a shooting near a school, which is weird because schools are gun free zones, Greg. And this is like That's debating weird. about why the French have so many varieties of cheese. We only have American and cheddar. Um, you know, again, comparing the United States of America to any other country on earth besides Switzerland uh, doesn't work. Well, I wish Joy Behar would say would bring clarity to the gun debate. Most AR-15 owners are former military, okay. 35 plus Let me say one more thing. So that's all I'm saying okay. is that they're yeah. not once, crazy once, people. Okay. Here's the thing. Once black people get guns in this country, the gun laws will change. Trust me. Okay. Everyone who clapped, everyone who clapped should never be able to vote ever again. I, I'm, I'm hoping they've never have voted. And but let, me, let me just start with the first lie. Most AR-15 owners are former military. Okay. No, they're not. We, we have... There have not been 28 million people passed through uh, the Pentagon's doors uh, over the past, you know, five years or 10 years or whatever. It's, it's, I wish it's that many people had served. I, you know, and, and uh, uh, I'll say this. Most every veteran that I know of, of the infantry or combat arms is a very responsible gun owner and does, in fact, own a civilian version of, of, an, uh, of the M4 carbine or, or M16, which is what it is. Um, I'm I'm just tired of counting the times that Joe Scarborough on MSNBC says the AR-15 is more powerful than the gun we gave our troops in Vietnam. <laughs> Joe, I think you'll find it's a civilian version, a semiotic version of of semi-automatic version of the uh, same gun. But here's the other thing for Joy Behar: an inconvenient truth. I'm sorry to say, trigger warning uh, to our audience: um, the black population is 13 percent of America, and the black population is responsible for 56% of violent crime, the majority of that committed with guns. And, and I mean, and I've got news for, for Joy Behar. Um, oh, same percentage of black households legally own a firearm as Hispanic, white, Asian, uh, whatever. What, the what black is people she talking have had about access. when black people get guns? What? Does I, that well, mean? I don't know. What the, this is, you talk about somebody living in Manhattan with security. Um, and, and then I heard some guys say that the Second Amendment is inherently racist because its reason was to keep the civilians armed in case of a slave rebellion. What? In Rhode Island? What? In, in, in Maine? The hell? But no, a guy really, really said that. And uh, I, I think I got to replay this. this Most so AR-15 owners are former military. Okay. 35 plus Let me say one more thing. So that's all I'm saying. Okay. Is that they're yeah. not once, crazy once, people. Okay. Here's the thing. Once black people get guns in this country, the gun laws will change. Trust me. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, <clears throat> yeah. And by the way, more than 50% of gun homicide, firearm homicide victims in America are black. And overwhelmingly, they're, they're killed just like every, every ethnicity kills within its, its ethnicity. And and uh, so I wait till you hear about the King County buyback program when we come back. Do we even have time for a second thing and know it all? No. <laughs> so I have to put off drunken tomahawking because it's local anyway um, uh, for uh, super hyper local 730. So when we come back, 
Um, we we need a, 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 a better theme or a better name for it. But when we come back, a, a whole bunch of local, a big, thick bucket of local. Steaming pile <laughs> a of steaming local. Steaming pile of local. Yeah, especially today. We'll be back right after this. Sam 770. KTTH. Uh, Brian Suits here on your practice Friday. Let's get you to work with our right-way traffic. Hey, I'm 770 KTTH. Uh, a- after the fact, hearings are, are one of the biggest uh, political scams there are. And they've been, they've been going on for well over 100 years in Washington, D.C. And tonight, a, by the way, I'm 770 KTTH. Brian Suits here. Um, it's wall to wall on anything with an N, a B, or a C in it. And, uh, and half their stories are that Fox are not going to take this hearing. At 5 p.m. Pacific uh, tonight, the Fox Business is taking it. It is bad business, but um, it, it's one of these things where, like, well, if there was some shocking conclusion more than what we already know, you'd be handing it to the Department of Justice, or there'd be subpoenas. So after the subpoenas, there'd be indictments or something. But evidently, my my sense of it, my spidey sense of it, because they they just can't stop saying the T word, you know, the guy that was president before Biden. They they just can't stop that. And uh, and by the way, the the uh, the, the president uh, last night on uh, 23 minutes on Jimmy Kimmel, he's the current president of the United States. By my count, within the first six minutes, he'd said Trump four times, or or Kimmel did. And and that's you know make no mistake that's that's what this is this is to distract you from the slow motion S show that that is the, uh, the Biden administration but here here's a, a sample everything having to do with guns gun ownership whether or not you have to have a waiting all all the things that are within my power but what I don't want to do and I'm not being facetious I don't want to emulate Trump's abuse of the Constitution and the constitutional authority what he's talking about are executive orders. He's and done a lot of those. No? He's, he's I, on pace to beat Obama. Am I taking crazy pills? Or? No. <laughs> move away. What was Will Ferrell? Mugatu. Mugatu. No, you're not Mugatu. He Barack. His he was vice president to a guy who did 276 executive orders. Was president for eight years, um, and did an average. What's the average? Uh, average per year of 35. He was his vice president. Um, Donald J. Trump did 220. Um, Biden is on pace to beat Trump. Uh, but, but cause what Jimmy Kimmel had asked him was, well, what about an executive order about waiting period and all that? He claimed, and he said, oh yeah, well I did that. Well, no, you did not. And so anyway, it was elder abuse. And that's, that's how we, uh, that's how we lean into a steaming pile of local, super hyper local 730. Uh, let me get this out of the way up front. You know, a lot of people say, when can I get really, really drunk and throw a tomahawk in a bar? While the Washington State Liquor and Cannabis Board, and by the way, let me just, I like giving credit where credit's due. I, I like that they didn't have to change their initials, their signage, or their letterhead, because it's CLCB. And they found a way. It's no longer the Liquor Control Board, it's Liquor and Cannabis Board. Anyway, so... 
Uh, they voted yesterday in Olympia to allow businesses with liquor licenses to offer axe throwing as an activity to their customers. The licensing division says it has been receiving applications from businesses that either had axe throwing as their primary activity and wanted to add a liquor license or from established liquor licensed businesses that would add, that would that wanted to add axe throwing since uh, 2018. So uh, anyway, they're they're going to be in favor those of licenses. this? Yes. You are? It's so fun. What could go wrong? Liquor and axe throwing. Well, I mean, what can, wh- while we're at it, why don't we add Russian roulette? Well, why don't you just ask that about the existence of bars, period, Hitler? Well, Lick, I, liquor Hitler? <laughs> you know, and that, that's, the, that's the crazy thing, is that no matter how blue this state is, recall that for most of our lives growing up, you couldn't buy liquor on a Sunday. Uh-huh. Uh, until, until, you know, the whatever, the large warehouse uh, store... Uh, paid for that initiative. So, uh, you know, you, you couldn't, as a personal private human being, couldn't go to a state liquor store, a state-run liquor store. And uh, so now, welcome to the West Coast. Now you can finally throw axes in, in bars. This has been a thing for, for years. And I, the first time I ever did it was when I lived in, and I'm I'm not proud of this, but there's a suburb of Portland called Wanker's Corner. I really lived there, um, and there was a there's a bar. I think it's, it, it, there's a giant softball league down there, but it's it's called Wanker's Corner, mm-hmm. and it was the first place I ever saw that you could you could go in and have an adult beverage, and then there were then I hear I'm hearing thunk thunk, thunk and I'm looking over me and me and my buddy. There's people throwing tomahawks at giant logs, and I and I said, is that did, do you bring your own or what? And he said, no, yeah, rent three of them for five bucks an hour. And this was years ago. Sounds as American as apple pie. I love one of these headlines. Washington's new rules. Uh, patrons can safely throw axes and drink alcohol. Is that not a contradiction in terms there? No, there's a safe way to do it and an unsafe way to do it. And by by the way, yes, there is a raft of disclaimers that you have to sign. Oh, of course. You know, obviously. Um, but I've almost accidentally hurt myself so many times with an axe. If I would have added liquor to that equation, I most surely would be missing some fingers or toes at I, this point. I'm of the belief that tomahawks <laughs> were invented by somebody drunk, so so that they one goes in the other. Well, um, check this out. Here's a here's a great idea: a permanent gun buyback program for all the for all of Grandpa's old guns. Uh, it, this here's a King County with this. <laughs> In a Skyway storefront or a downtown precinct. I'm sorry, I mean King TV, Channel 5. Become a one-stop weapons buyback shop. The shootings in New York and in Texas have spurred us to continue to look, what more can we do? King County Councilmember Rod Dombowski thinks so. About half of the hospitalizations involving firearms injuries are unintentional. What? So half are intentional? What more can we do? King County Councilmember Rod Dombowski thinks so. About half of the hospitalizations involving firearms injuries are unintentional. He's so pitching a concept along... Okay, interview request, producer Greg. We're working out... This is Friday practice. A rare interview request coming in hot. Can we get him specifically on this subject? I, I Because I have, I have many questions. Where are you getting that information? So 50% are intentional. You know, uh, most most intentional gunshot wounds. I I don't know what he means. Does he mean self inflicted? 
uh, it, it's a really weird metric to get King, and I don't pay King, you know, uh, you King County taxpayers. Oh, b- by the way, great news for you people in Bellevue. <laughs> You're about to be a new, your new mudslide overlord is about to own your town if you don't watch it. Um, I, I, I'm just really missing the boat on, on why King County wants to buy back all of old grandpa's uh, shotguns and things like that. Nobody, the, the things that are causing gun homicide in King County are were not legally acquired, and they certainly are not going to come high-stepping into a King County Sheriff's Office and exchange it for a Safeway gift card. This is this would be a, a almost auditable, impeachable waste of taxpayer dollars to have a permanent buyback program. Because the weapons that wind up at those, <clears throat> one of them might be a woman who turned in her gangster son's you know, Glock 17. Maybe, maybe, but it, it, she's always the one who's on TV. If she wants to go on TV, the rest of them, no, 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 no they're not what is causing the intentional or unintentional uh, gunshot wounds or, or whatever. But don't tell them I'm being this drippingly sarcastic. Tell them that we're really curious about this idea and that we would like to know more about it. And and, and by the way, as as you know, producer Greg, I'm fair. Always. Yeah. So get him on. Just I just want to. He talked to King Five. He got right. We don't even have a camera here. I just I'll even submit my questions beforehand, which I I never do. And you're a complete loser if you do that. But I just want to know this one thing. So fifty percent are intentional. What does, what does that mean? Anyway, back in a second. AM seven seventy KTTH. Yes, Bellevue, you're gonna pay. Uh, but there's a way to avoid it. We'll uh, get to that here in just a second. Not that great for a while, but it's a lot less not that great now. That is the uh, homeowner from uh, Bellevue after seeing his house slide down the hill because of a city of Bellevue water pipeline. That, uh, well, that's actually not him. Um, but uh, you recall that story now coming up on uh, five months ago. And the the day after it happened and i mean you saw that from the air the uh oh it's samson 70 ktth brian says here with uh, producer greg you know you, you saw the aerial shots and once once you realize it's not just that he lost his lawn no the house itself is, is you know pivoted 30 degrees and it's i mean pivoted up and down 30 degrees and then it's gone downhill it looks like a tsunami hit it or something yeah and it's got nothing to do with, well, I hope I have some really good, uh, home insurance. No, 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 no. He's going to own Bellevue. Because here's the thing. Nobody else has water pipes. That, that's that. That's city of Bellevue. And if I was a Bellevue taxpayer, or if I was buying stuff in Bellevue at a certain square, um, I, I would be a little annoyed that the city of Bellevue, first of all, did not. Of course, they were legally advised not to issue an apology. Um, because that would be what a tantamount to a admission of guilt. Um, I, I think I think you'll find wild stab here. <clears throat> I think you'll find that pipeline was laid eighty years ago. I don't know, uh, maybe sixty years ago. But it it wasn't by maintained. It wasn't inspected. I mean, you don't dig it up and maintain it. 
you know, and polish it and take some WD-40 to the rust spots. Yeah, the suit alleges that the city knew the pipe was installed at a certain angle on the hillside that increased the risk that the pipe would fail mm. due to instability of the slope. I'll play. This here's a story from uh, from Como, and I'll I'll give a, a, a quick tip to the legal team because I want I want this couple to own Bellevue. I I I, I want you all to meet your new mudslide uh, overlords. New at 11, five months and still no answers for a family who lost their home in this devastating landslide. The city of Bellevue says what caused the hillside to give way remains unknown, but a new lawsuit points to a busted water main. Campbell Stromarino spoke to the homeowner about this latest attempt to recover his losses. He's live in Bellevue. Joel? Mary, this has been a battle between John Surdy and the city of Bellevue ever since his home got knocked off its foundation. At one point, the city even sued the homeowner, claiming the heavily damaged home was a public nuisance. Remember that? I do. That was that they gross. Yeah, yes. they, they, they were, first of all, they were barred from going back in their home to get their, like, beloved heirlooms and uh, memories and photo albums and, and, and stuff like that. And the city of Bellevue sues, uh, completely reading the room, the city of Bellevue says, yeah, let's sue them. Now, well, they, they withdrew the suit. Now it's John Surdy's turn to sue. It might have seemed like a nightmare when John Surdy's wife, Barbara, was jolted awake as her home went sliding down the hillside. A river of water and mud rushed underneath, and it was determined a water main above the home had mm. burst. Mm. But nearly five months later, with the empty lot now covered with bushes and vegetation, the city of Bellevue says it's still not clear what caused this disaster. Who's, who looted that cheesecake? Where'd they get that? <laughs> you didn't inspect your pipe, is why, and it, which is why you're liable. But nearly five months later, with the empty lot now covered with bushes and vegetation... The city of Bellevue says it's still not clear what caused this disaster. They're still standing behind their their layers of attorneys. Surdy and his wife lost just about everything and say the city has fought them every step of the way. They're taking legal action. It was pretty obvious the, the morning... Bad luck, Bellevue. ...after what happened. The city's pipe broke, destroyed the Surdy's home, destroyed their lives. The lawsuit says the city owned the pipe for decades, but failed to inspect it, maintain it, or buttress it, even though it was on a steep and unstable slope. With buttress. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Um. What's the precedent for this? Uh, by the way, this is the the Surtis, uh, uh, attorney, the Surtis attorneys, and it's just one guy, and and he's going to be really rich. The morning after, what happened? The city's pipe broke, destroyed the Surtis' home, destroyed their lives. The lawsuit says the city. I, here's the thing. Here's here's the thing. If 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 you're a, a Bellevue resident, you call your city council representative, whatever. Settle settle this thing. Just settle this right now, as you should, because you're responsible for these people's. How it's a minor miracle they're not dead. There's that. Are you saying settle because a settlement would be oh to the tune God. of maybe two to three million as opposed to thirty to forty million or something? Yeah, I mean be, because they're going to come at you for the punitive part, you know, the whole thing. The the um, you're contributing to the emotional distress, by the way, by you know suing them after you washed their house down the hill. Just so dumb. Anyway, the attorney needs to Google um, UCLA 2014 water main, you know, what? Okay, here's the thing, when a city uh, takes, so when, when, when uh, <clears throat> oftentimes here in the West Coast, the, uh, the water was originally a private company, 
and then the city took it over. And in, in many cases, it's, they sort of took over this, eh, if it works, it works. You know, when they burst, we'll go fix it or, or whatever. And I want to say, in city of Seattle, they still literally have uh, hollowed-out cedar logs as some pipes in the city of Seattle water system. And this this came to light after a couple different, you know, tremors and earthquakes and things. Um, but it's a... If it works, it works. That's kind of the bottom line. That if it, you know, if, if it ain't broke, don't fix it until it breaks. But if it ain't broke, inspect it. Because how do you know if it, it, it's broke? And so that's where um, the, the there's one city on the West Coast. Their entire water system was a scam. It was it was run by a scammer. And he, he overbilled his uh, city department. And he gave the contracts to his own contractors and uh, what called for like a three-inch wall of a huge water main. They would deliver a one-inch wall, huge water main, knowing full well that they're pocketing the difference from, from the contract and that they're going to be dead before it bursts. And, and whoever, whoever in 1975 is downhill from, you know, whatever, or 2014 or 2020, or in this case, 2022. Yeah, uh, anyway, it's just I've I've seen this play before, and I think the attorney needs to come up uh, with the with with that dossier of uh, past lawsuits on the West Coast from very similar situations. And I, but I can't recall a city washing your house down the hill than suing you for the for the uh, public. Uh, what was it again? Why were they going to sue them? Public nuisance. Hey, get your house out of our street. The city of Bellevue says what caused the hillside to give way remains unknown, but a new lawsuit points to a busted water main. Yeah, and, and the, the effect of water running downhill. So Sir Isaac Newton, with the, the uh, plaintiff calls Sir Isaac Newton. All right, we'll uh, be back in, in just a second. And so there, it's, it's how I would expect any city that didn't treat you with tremendous respect and regret and apology should be sued is the bottom line because they got to learn a lesson and uh, they're they're absolutely setting themselves up for this like hey why'd you build your house downhill from our first water pipe or something uh, back in a second am 770 ktth brian suits here and uh, the richest yakamon his name may surprise you right after this it is uh, the eight o'clock hour coming up on our practice friday am 770 ktth 